On today's episode of The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors, I'm joined by George Plaster, the longtime Nashville Sports Talk radio host who currently hosts a show with Watson Brown and Terry McCormick Monday through Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. on 560 WNSR in Nashville. We recap Vandy's comeback win over Alabama last night. Scotty Pippen Jr. backing up his pregame quotes. The matchup with Kentucky tonight. And we go around the SEC with the quarterfinal round in full swing down in Tampa. The month of March rolls on, and we'll see if Vandy's got a little bit more magic left in the hat tonight as they go up against the Cats in a sea of blue later tonight. All that and much more is coming your way here on The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors. Let's ride. At Vanderbilt, it's Tim Corbin in the Vandy Boys, Jerry Stackhouse on the hardwood, and Clark Lee on the gridiron. Nashville, it's time to sit back, relax, grab a cold one, and enjoy the show. The Music City is our state, and West End is where we rock. You're listening to The Door Report, the premier Vanderbilt podcast for fans who bleed black and gold. Commodore Nation. Anchor down. No strings till the hank comes out. Make all the drunk girls scream and shout. We love it, we hate it. We're all just trying to make it in this crazy town. Welcome into the door report. It is episode 152. It is March 11th, 2022. We are powered by Alaco Finewood Floors. Unfortunately, Will Byram, unable to join me tonight, but I've got George Plaster, the longtime Nashville Sports Talk radio host in the Nashville area. He is with 560 WNSR right now. You can hear him Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m., alongside Watson Brown and Terry McCormick. And, George, it's the month of March. I know you're excited about baseball coming back, but uh, where are your allegiances right now? Are you more focused about uh, the, the fact baseball's back or, or uh, you still locked into these March Madness games? Screw the owners and the players. I'm watching basketball. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll have baseball here shortly to, to be able to watch. But, George, what a day and, and what a past couple days it's been in, in Tampa. It's been crazy already to begin. Earlier today, A&M knocked off uh, Auburn earlier. We'll talk about all that. And we'll get to the Alabama recap last night for Vanderbilt as they pulled that one off. And we'll talk a little bit about the Kentucky game tonight. Before we get to that, though, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, door underscore report, and Instagram, door.report. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our podcast is available on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And while you're at it, give our podcast five stars and a review on iTunes. All right, let's get to the breaking news. No matter what style you're going for, you can trust your flooring job to Alaco Finewood Floors. Take a walk through the woods in your home every day. Get your flooring job started today by calling 615-356-0303. Alaco Finewood Floors. Craftsmanship you can stand on. All right, George, let's let's start with the Alabama game last night for, for, for Vanderbilt. They were able to find a way to get it done after a, a pretty horrid first half they won 82 76 they're now two games 
over 500. They haven't won multiple games in the SEC tournament since 2017. And like I talked about, brutal first half. It felt like kind of, George, the game was already over, at least the way it felt. Felt like Vanderbilt was down more than 10, but that was kind of a, a luxury for them, only being down 10 in that first half. After watching that, George, what uh, especially the foul fest that it was throughout that game, uh, well, what what was your initial reaction and kind of the way Alabama just kind of faltered down the stretch of that game last night? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I saw virtually none of it. I was at the Preds game. So I was watching like a lot of people in there on the uh, on the scoreboard. And it looked like Alabama had it safely in control up 10, 12, 8, whatever, and give Vandy a lot of credit because, you know, that would have been, uh, you know, a time to just sort of mentally check out, head to spring break, and they did anything but that. Yeah, and they found a way to knock off Alabama. That sets them up with a game tonight against Kentucky. Uh, George, I want to ask you about – I know you didn't get to watch a ton of it, but this has been an issue all throughout college basketball. And and it's not like it's a – you know, we haven't seen this in the past three or four years or so, but it seemed like it's really been ramping up. And if for anyone that watched the game last night and many of these SEC games – uh, that the, there's no tempo, that there's no rhythm, and and they're calling fouls both ways. But at the same time, it seems like every time there's a check, a hand check, they're calling it. Anytime there's a there's somewhat of an attempt for a layup, they're calling it. So for you, George, has that made it tougher? Will and I have talked about this a lot of times. Uh, we're we're still going to watch basketball no matter what. But for you as a fan and just wanting to watch good basketball, has that made it a little bit tougher for you? Oh, I think Billy, what's going on? This is this has been something that's been going on now uh, for a good while. The level of physicality in games has forced officials to do some things. If you look at film footage from forty years ago, you'll realize it was nowhere near the look that it is now. And I think the other thing you've got is that if I'm an official, I'm taking control very early and letting the players know before the game when the captains meet at, at midcourt that, look, we're not going to have all this bumping and pushing and all this. You don't have enough officials that will do that. And no. I think that's one of the reasons. I'm watching right now the LSU-Arkansas game, and I see a lot of what you're talking about, which is very little tempo, just kind of a hodgepodge of stuff. Mm. And I think the physicality is what's causing it. Yeah, it really is. Bama's a really physical team. There's physical teams everywhere. And, you know, for a team like Vanderbilt, I thought initially that would have been the advantage to Alabama. But, uh, you know, Vanderbilt got into the double bonus, I think, with about 10 minutes left. And it doubled. There's still plenty of time left. And, and at George, into that second half from the 14-minute mark, Vandy outscored Alabama 46-25. to 25. They had big shots. Chapman and Studi hit, hit some big threes there down the stretch of that one. George, coming into this season is is – is this the kind of kind of team you expected? I think there's a lot of a lot of Vandy fans what they expected to see, but now it feels like they are kind of rounding into form. I wouldn't say they're 100 percent healthy, uh, but, but for this team this year, they're playing the way I think Stackhouse envisioned them. Uh, but the question is, is it enough to keep going? Alabama's a, a tournament team, likely they probably got pushed back a couple seeds. But for tonight, George, you got the big blue nation down in Tampa. A lot of lot of blue is going to be in that gym tonight. So, what's the expectations there? Because you know you got to 
you got you got to feel like Kentucky's fresh and Vanderbilt's in day three, and it's not it's not easy playing day, with those day three legs. Right, you've got a lot of things working against you. Number one is home court will obviously be Kentucky's. Of course, you could say that on any team Kentucky plays yeah. in the SEC tournament because it's the UKIT. Secondly, <laughs> as you pointed out, three games in three days. And so if you're Jerry Stackhouse, you're going to have to probably quicken some substitution patterns uh, because you, you know going in your guys aren't particularly fresh. May not start out that way, but as the game goes along, you got to feel like that's going to be a problem. Yeah, and George, Scotty Pippen Jr. Has, has carried this team seemingly. I wouldn't say he carried him last night. He did have 26 points. He was only 5 of 19 from the field. And after the Georgia game, George, I'm, I'm sure you saw this. It was all over social media. He said uh, about Alabama, they're a very beatable team. They're, they're a team we wanted to play. And, and he backed it up. And, and after last night's game, after, uh, after Vanderbilt's win over Alabama, Pippen said an Alabama coach told him something along the lines of, you asked for it, you're going to get it. So there was some talking last night, George. And, and what does that say, do you think, about Pippen and, and especially this Vanderbilt team? Because it didn't look good there in the first half, and it felt like, uh-oh, a lot of this is going to go out the door about what he said. And Nate Oates even said something after the game. George, he said, I didn't know anything about our assistant coach talking. Um, and I think a lot of people love that, that the fact that this kind of trash talk is back. Uh, but what do you think that says about Vanderbilt and also the parity in the SEC? Because – I mean, honestly, George, the top 10, 11 teams in this league, I think, you know, you could argue they beat up on each other. But, you know, you've got those top four teams that Auburn already lost today. I, th I think you could say this is the most parity we've seen in the SEC in a long time. Well, you've given me a lot to, to yap about here. So, so let's start with this. I think the trash talk probably originated from the game here in mid-February where I thought Vandy was the better team but then Alabama got on a hot streak in the second half, hit a bunch of threes in a row, and all of a sudden what looked like a Vandy win suddenly was not. And so I think, you know, their, their players walked out of there probably pretty disappointed that they want, let one slip away. Alabama's a weird deal. They basically live by the three and, and die by the three, and I don't know if that's really – what Nate Oates wants long-term, or is that just simply the way it turned out? Uh, they are, on certain nights, really good. Good enough to beat Baylor, good enough to beat Houston. And then on other nights, they're bad enough to lose to Georgia and feel like a total fraud. So you don't know what you're getting with Alabama. They'll probably be a seven seed in the tournament because of the loss. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they go red hot, maybe, uh, you know, they win a game, but this is not an Alabama team that in my opinion is going anywhere. Yeah, I, I would agree, George. And, you know, you got A&M now who, who after a, a win over Auburn, who knows where they'll be, you know, they Joe Lenardi still has them in the next four out. So the SEC has been uh, a roller coaster this season. You got to believe the top four teams, those are the best four teams, but they're also beatable. You know, I mean, they're all Tennessee's proven that they're beatable. So is Kentucky. So is Auburn. And so is Arkansas. Not to say they aren't hot right now. Uh, but George right now, do you think this is a league that gets six in that? I mean, that's, that's kind of the minimum minimum right now. 
but you know, what are the chances they get seven, especially after that A&M win? Well, I think what you've got are, are four that are guaranteed um, in Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, and uh, help me, I'm missing one here. Um, uh, Arkansas. Ar- Arkansas. Those are the four that are, are guaranteed codlock cinches. Alabama and LSU sure look like they're there. And now you've got a and I've thought all along that Florida is a fraud. Uh, when, when I see Florida, the only way that they ever uh, rise above average or normal is if the big kid, Castleton, goes off. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the teams in the league figured out that that was the formula, and they really doubled him and tripled him. Mike White's got some recruiting to do at Florida. This is certainly not the old Billy Donovan stuff. No. Uh, A&M, you know, this is an interesting deal. I mean, now they've beaten Auburn. Um, You know, it's one of the supposedly top five teams in the country, although I will say this. Something's going on at Auburn, and I don't pretend to know what it is, but they're not the same team they were four weeks ago. And Bruce Pearl better figure that out, or they won't get to the second weekend. For Vanderbilt tonight, George, this is a different team than a lot of those Kevin Stallings teams. And Robbie Weinstein, we had him on yesterday, and he talked about how, you know, a lot of those teams were they, they were shooter, they were shooters, they were a great shooting team, but they didn't really have that edge to them. This team seems to have the edge. But there's another problem, the leg factor. You know, how's the stamina for a lot of these guys? And they're going to have to go up against Oscar Shibway, the SEC player of the year. The guy's averaging 17 points, 15 rebounds a game. So Robbins and Melora Brown, just a brutal task for them tonight. Uh, But if you had a couple keys, George, for Vanderbilt tonight to kind of outline and, you know, and and say, hey, here's what they have to do to get a win tonight, what, what would that be for you? Well, one of the things from a coaching deal is I think against this bunch in this atmosphere, I think you've got to take your timeouts, maybe a bucket earlier than normal. And, uh, and you've, you've got to stop Kentucky every time that they start to get a run going. Um, you know, how are they going to stop Sheebway? I have no idea. Uh, certainly Melora Brown isn't going to be the one to do it. He's not quick enough to handle him. Uh, I have no idea how they would try that. I will say this. I am so impressed with Liam Robbins. That that young guy's made a difference in that team. When he's on the floor, on the defensive end, a lot of the easy stuff inside goes away. Uh, in the Florida game, week and a half ago, uh, Castleton found him to be a handful. And you know, where he would spin around from Melora Brown and pretty easily get what he needed. It wasn't the case with Liam Robbins. The other part is that you got a guy that can can do some things. He can go out and stroke the three, which they badly need. Mm-hmm. A lot of these tournament games right now are in the 60s, uh, and they're grinded out kind of games. And that's what Vandy needs. I don't pretend to believe that they're going to be able to pull this off. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what kind of mental toughness will they show when the odds are stacked against them. I know what Pippen's going to do. Uh, he, he's going to line up and go toe-to-toe and not be intimidated. As for the others, we'll have to see. 
Yeah, and George, it, it, you talked about the runs for Kentucky. It feels like in these SEC tournament atmospheres, it's been in Nashville, and they've got all the blue they need in that gym whenever they play in there. They'll have a lot of it tonight, and those runs are so big because the fans get behind them, the team gets gets in front of those fans, and they start showing off. Uh, so, George, I want to ask you, have you ever been I – mean, I know you've been to the SEC tournament, but what kind of a feel does that give to the game when Kentucky goes on a run like that because we've seen it happen in Nashville, and the fans just kind of take over. How how tough is that for a team, especially a team like Vanderbilt? With you know, I mean, they're on they're on day three legs. So you've been in those gyms where Kentucky fans kind of take over. What's that like? And kind of for that uh, for that opponent, how tough is that? Yeah, it, it's got a little bit of the Christians versus the Lions uh, kind of feel to it. Uh, you know, there there have been certain matchups in a, let's say, a 17,000-seat gym where you knew Kentucky had 16-5 and the other team had 500. And and what you don't get in that is a a big, large group uh, of undecideds that say, well, now, wait a minute, you know, uh, we're going to start rooting for the little guy. Uh, You know, I'll be interested tonight in Tampa. Do they have the place full? Uh, with Kentucky, because that's always been the one time this tournament's full is when, you know, Kentucky's playing. And then you look around at the rest of it, not so full. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just tough. It, it's kind of Christians versus the Lions. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good comparison there. George, I, I want to ask you one more here. We got Tennessee, Mississippi State uh, in that uh, that first nightcap, nightcap game tonight. Tennessee's favored by seven and a half. Mississippi State played really well yesterday against South Carolina. They've got some dudes that I think can 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 really compete and, and challenge Tennessee. How good do you think Tennessee is this year? And we've seen them in the tournament, especially in the SEC tournament, kind of falter. How good do you really think this Tennessee team is this year? I think they're really good. Are they national title contender good? I don't know about that. Are they a team that you could – reasonably say could get to a regional final elite eight yeah i mean i think they could but it's such a crazy year who knows what to think yeah uh but what i do know is i really like tennessee's guard play solid uh they don't play you know they don't make a lot of dumb mistakes this is a well-coached basketball team you know i I don't believe for a minute mississippi state wins this game Uh, i think it's tennessee and, um, you know, I don't really know what Mississippi State is. When I watch them, uh, you know, that they're athletic, but I don't come away just going, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is the real deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's some frustration down in Starkville that Ben Howland has not been able to get this to a better level, to an, to an NCAA level. This team's not an NCAA team. Now, you know, they're three wins away, and, and maybe something can happen. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, you, you could say the same thing about a lot of these teams, George, even Ole Miss right now with Kermit Davis, uh, South Carolina. It's just a tough league. It is a it is an absolutely brutal league. Uh, but real quick, George, here before I let you go, appreciate you taking the time again. It's the month sure. of March, though, and, you know, you've been a sports fan all your life, and so have I. It feels like whenever it comes around, it reminds us that, Man, it does it dominate the TV this this time of year. So for you, George, 
what's your favorite part about the month of March, whether it's the, the buzzer beaters and, and all the games you got going on? If you, if you had to, to say well, your favorite part about it, what, what would that be? Sitting in a sports bar and watching five different televisions at the same time <laughs> and trying to figure out which game that you need to have your most attention on. Uh, I just love it. I mean, you know, I, I've always said, what red-blooded American who's a sports fan can't get into this? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's awesome. I mean, it's, you know, I, I used to hear the term adult spring break. Uh, unfortunately, you're too young to know what that means, but you're going to learn, <laughs> you know, when you get out of school, you know, you don't have that guaranteed spring break down in Florida. And so it's the next closest thing, adult spring break. Adult spring break coming up here for uh, for George Plaster. George, you're off today, but I'm glad we were we were able to put you to work a little bit. Enjoy your college basketball viewing the next here couple of weeks and a few weeks rather with March Madness. But really appreciate you taking the time again, George. Billy, uh, happy to do it. Tell me this: so you're down in Florida. What what's the weather like down there? The weather right now it's 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 not anything spectacular. It's it's in the mid seventies up to the eighties right now. They're supposed to get a big storm though in and around Southwest Florida in the Tampa area. I'm about two hours south where I am, uh, but hopefully the, the the storms stay away because I know it's uh, I know you guys are hunkering down up there in Nashville right now. Yeah, we're apparently about five hours away from the blizzard of uh, 2022. <laughs> I can't remember the last time we had. A, a snowstorm in March. It's late. Uh, yeah. yeah. My hope is that the ground is so warm that, um, you know, when this stuff does hit, that it won't stick on the roads. I, I'm not, I'm not wild about driving in snow. Uh, and I intend to go to the predator St. Louis blues game on Saturday, come hell or high water. <laughs> and so the snow it better behave because um, we got to get you, know, you in I'm that arena. That game. Yeah, George, I'll be interested to see if you get there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna, oh, Billy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep track of that. Billy, you, you can take this to the bank. I will be there. Book it. Hey, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, the ground's warm enough for you, George. Hey, really appreciate it, and uh, have a have a good time at the Preds game. Hoping you make it. Okay, see you, Billy. All right, appreciate it, George.